a few quick things because some of you have been just beyond savage about this in the comments. No, the plug on the studio display is not permanently attached. You can pull it out if you yank like Neli or Linus hard. It's not MagSafe because you need an external power brick in order to have MagSafe. And Apple didn't want to put a brick on this display like they did the 24 inch iMac, but the plug is hella shallow because the studio display is just hella thin. So you probably shouldn't make a habit of yanking it out anyway, in case you bust it, which is the whole entire point of making it hard to pull out to begin with. And you can absolutely think that this is the dumbest design decision ever that Apple shouldn't have made the studio display this thin or should have gone with a brick and MagSafe combo anyway or made any of a dozen other trade-offs because all design is ultimately a compromise. And I'm not here to excuse or defend Apple or any of their decisions. I have my own personal opinions about them and some of them would be very different than what we got. I'm just here to give you all the information to explain it to you so that ultimately you can make up your own mind and whether you choose to love it or hate it, you can choose to love it or hate it smart. But Apple's aesthetic obviously does appeal to at least a certain segment of the market. So when you see sizzling hot takes, just stop and take a breath and ask that they be a little bit curious about it, that they get you answers rather than just make a blog or video weaponizing you and turning you loose on everyone else's comments because constantly minting rage bait complaints that a Lambo isn't a Land Cruiser while you keep buying or just never buy Lambos is either cringy, performative, or both. Same with the price. Subjectively, if you don't care about 5K at native 2X resolution, then the studio display isn't worth any amount of dollars to you. It's a horrible deal. Just get a cheap 4K display and enjoy. But if you care very much about those specific things, then it's worth every bead blasted aluminum penny because there's almost nothing else like it on the market with that almost being the LG Ultrafine 5K, which I am now just more than half convinced Apple only made the studio display after working from home for the last two years. And they finally, like the rock comes home finally, understood why so many of us Mac nerds have been asking for this so often for so long. But that also means we can in fact be objective about the price because the LG is $1,300 retail and the studio display is $1,600. And that extra $300 does cost you the built-in height adjustable stand, which legitimately sucks, but it buys you 600 nits instead of 500 nits of brightness, which Apple uses for extended dynamic range and way better materials and build quality way, way better speakers with spatial audio, better mics, a camera, yes, that is in desperate need of a bug fix, but also Siri voice activation for no mic or remote Macs, True Tone, Apple reference modes, and an A13 Bionic chipset for $300 more than the LG. And as someone who's bought three or four of those LGs over the years, I'd have paid that difference in a heartbeat just to avoid all the build quality issues I had with them so always and I might still buy one. I'm just waiting to see what the rumored mini LED pro display version ends up being. If it's 27 inches and 5K for 2K plus, I'm in. I just want that HDR since 120 Hertz isn't physically possible over Thunderbolt at sizes bigger than 4K. But if it's 36 inches and closer to 7K for 7K, I'll leave that for the Pixar's and ILM's and 
you know, the mega YouTubers. But if you personally don't care about HDR, but do care about 5K and a lot, then who am I even kidding? You've already ordered, haven't you? So just falcon punch that subscribe button because second, no, Mac Studio Storage is not, is not user expandable was never advertised as user expandable. And if some Kyle Wyans level hacks or genius type figures out how to user expand it, that'll be pure icing, zero cake, because the Mac Studio doesn't just have one storage chip and two storage slots. The low end configs, the ones that people rushed to crack open, only needed one of those two storage slots because low end config, but it does go all the way up to eight terabytes. And Apple does need those dual slots for those higher capacity options. It's not soldered into the board like MacBooks because desktops don't get bounced around like laptops, which used to cause frequent errors due to accidental unseating, but also because high-end desktops are far, far less popular than laptops. And it's way more economical and efficient for Apple to be able to customize the storage for bill-to-order shipments on the fly rather than having to stock a bunch of different SKUs or shopkeeping units for a smaller batch product. And they're also not SSD slots like on a PC. That's not how the Mac works and hasn't been for years. Part of what gets the Mac such terrific performance and features like real-time encryption is that Apple builds custom IO and storage controllers right into the silicon. And they've been doing that since the T2 chip in 2018, essentially a repurposed A10 chip from the iPhone 7 on Intel Macs And now M1 does a much more modern, much more performant version of the same. It's another trade-off, absolutely, and one that hobbyists will hate totally, and PC users will drag us just up and down the subreddits for. But it's also why the Mac Studio is clearly marketed as a Mac Mini Pro, not a Mac Pro Mini, and why Apple has and will continue to make an actual Mac Pro for people who do want an expandable, upgradable system. And you can argue that's dumb as well and nothing should be an appliance, but some very smart pros really couldn't care less about getting into a box and just want a box they can throw at whatever their current problem set is, whether that was historically a Mac mini or an iMac, or now it's a Mac studio. And that doesn't mean they're any more or less intelligent or cunning than anybody else. It just means they have different priorities. Ones that currently do not include giant RGB water-cooled PCs with a stack of helicarrier loud cards inside them. And yes, Apple was totally asking for grief with that 3090 graph. But here's the thing, M1 Ultra really can go toe-to-toe with the 3090 in some benchmarks and some workloads. And if you told anyone, anyone that a few years ago, especially anyone pre-dismissing M1 as just an iPad chip, they'd have thought that you were a certified Steve Jobs era crazy one. Very, very few people imagined Apple could scale their CPUs to true desktop class. And almost no one, nobody thought Apple had a glass of ice water's chance in hell of getting within the same Magellanic cloud as a big AMD card, never mind Nvidia. And don't get me wrong, they still have miles and miles and miles to go when it comes to people who want CUDA cores and compatibility or gaming. But You know, game studios, bubbies, as long as you're going all in on APUs for the new consoles, why not come test those SOC waters as well? Mac may not be a huge market, but Mac and iPad combined, especially if you can leverage in iPhone, even just check that iOS app on Macbox, (laughs) you feeling me? Either way, anyway, if I seem uncharacteristically based or salty today, it's only because I've spent 
two weeks hammering away on these new Macs, learning everything I possibly could about them so I could provide you, my community, with the absolute best and most accurate information and reviews possible, only to have the comments filled up by people who were rage baited by file first, ask questions never, rush to gotcha gate hot takes, accusing my community of being stupid, me of lying or being biased, when I literally gave up sleep four days to defend all of you customers who work very hard for your money and deserve the truth because I firmly, firmly believe that with great audience comes great responsibility and there is nothing I hate more than giving bad information to my audience than being wrong on the internet. And if and when I am, I want you to learn me so that I can improve and just never make that particular mistake again. And that's why I made the video about Benchmark LARP last week and why I'm making this one on performative hot take theater now, because answering comments and being there for my community is important enough, valuable enough, that I just don't wanna waste so much time copy pasting, tell me you don't understand Thunderbolt 4 or native 2X or MagSafe or modern Mac storage without telling me you don't understand any of it into every third reply. Now, as for me personally, I did order an M1 Ultra Mac Studio, but the truth is after two weeks, I'm kind of looking forward to going back to my M1 Mac 16 inch MacBook Pro. I just enjoy the mini LED display and I love being able to move around from my kitchen counter to my standing desk, to my studio, to my couch, because without travel for two years, that's basically the only place I am moving right now. And the Max is honestly a big enough breakthrough for me, essentially like quintupling my render speeds and getting them off the CPU so I can still do other things like make thumbnails in Photoshop and prep videos in Safari that I can finish my work and put it on to upload before I go to bed instead of having to wait for it forever to finish before I go to bed. And the Ultra does speed that up even more between 1.5X to 1.7X on the neural engines, between 1.5 and 1.9X on the media engines, 1.9X on the CPU and GPU cores, depending on how scalable your workload is and how optimized the software is. And the max was the difference between like 25 minutes and five minutes of wait where the ultra is a difference between five minutes and just under three minutes. And that just means I don't even have time to grab a coffee while I'm waiting anymore. And what good is doubling my speed if I'm having my coffee intake? Honestly, kidding, I swear, kinda. Now, if I was doing client work where time was very literally money, I'd go ultra faster than the Apple store could come back online after an event. No question, no doubt, but it's not about me, right? So I think for a good 80% of people out there looking for a Mac desktop, the M1 Mac mini or M1 iMac is gonna be more than powerful and porty enough. Don't sleep on them like at all just because there's new hotness. For 15% of the rest, whether it's more power or just more built-in ports, the M1 Mac Studio is literally a dream machine. And for that final 5%, you just need to figure out if you want a sealed box with M1 Ultra or you wanna wait and see what Apple does with custom silicon in the next expandable Mac Pro and maybe compute power that is even more extreme. Because basically, that's what I want from pretty much everything these days, including my Razer. Nothing gimmicky, nothing complicated, just simple, precise, which is exactly today's sponsor, Henson, produced at an aerospace machine shop, family owned for 20 years, where they've made parts for everything from the ISS to the Mars rover, so they know literally an unearthly amount about not just design, but manufacturing it into reality. Because that's how Henson 
was able to build the best shaving angle, 30 degrees, right into the head design, which makes it easy to shave well, not like safety razors that can nick or cut or irritate you if you get the angle or pressure or direction or anything wrong. It means the blade sticks out only 27 microns, and the built-in channels make it super easy to remove hair and cream with just a quick rinse and a flick. And as someone who used to go through packets of neon razors and all the waste that went along with them, using Henson is like a dream. And the best part is this aerospace quality razor is designed to work with standard recyclable blades. In fact, if you click the link below and use code Renee Ritchie, they'll send you 100 blades free with your razor. So click the link below and use code Renee Ritchie to get a free 100 pack of blades when you purchase your razor. Clicking on that link really helps out the channel. And so does hitting up this playlist for way more on Mac Studio. All the details, all for you, and all the new Mac stuff coming next. Just hit up that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.